everybody. My name is Laura. I'm one of the hosts of this podcast. It's called Yahweh Reddit. And my name is Maggie, and I am the other host of the podcast called Yahweh Reddit. And this is the moment we've been waiting for for months, Maggie. We have finally reached the end of the Vampire Diaries written by LJ Smith and also two ghostwriters. We have been on this journey since April of 2022. It has been five months and uh, it and has come wouldn't to trade close. It for the world. Absolutely not. Wouldn't trade it for the world. Someone on um, Twitter, because I've been going through the TVD, as we know, there are hashtags in this last trilogy. I've been liking all the hashtags to try to get engagement, as we know, marketing That's King. awesome. And someone responded to one of our tweets and was like, guess I'll have to reread the books now. And I responded, you do not have to do that. Just listen to our podcast. That's marketing. That's marketing 101. That's awesome. I will say I did notice... The hashtags dwindled as this little last trilogy continued. Because, like, book 11, trilogies, like, everywhere. Mm -hmm. I mean, not trilogies. Hashtags everywhere. Mm -hmm. Book 12, some hashtags. We got a little sprinkle spurt. And then this book had three. Just a total of three. Why the fuck do I buy the book, then, that has only three hashtags? I finally get hashtags, and there's only three. I don't know. Hey, Meg, I'll get you some hashtags. I want you to be happy. Not fair. And they weren't even that great. But are they um, ever? Oh, uh, they're not. No, they were all bad. And I think that was the point. But also, Meggie, as we dive in to our discussion of The Vampire Diaries, book 13, The Salvation, volume three, Unmasked, I do have to ask, who gets the most unmasked in this book to you? Ooh. Who gets the most unmasked? You know, my gut always wants to say Matt because I think Matt always deserves his due diligence. But I yeah. think the person who gets the most unmasked, um, I kind of, well, I kind of think, well, I don't know. It doesn't feel like it was earned, but I would say like Damon, we get to his heart yeah. very quickly in this book. Yeah. Um, and so, so yeah, I guess maybe. he does get the most unmasked. I was also thinking maybe the concept of the Guardians gets unmasked because they kind of revert themselves into a reality where they don't exist. Yeah, it is. It is true. Listeners, listeners, you have no idea the shit we're about to get into. Yeah, this is a pretty crazy plot line because yeah. as Laura was saying earlier on the phone, it's kind of a back to the future plot line. Yeah, yeah. Maggie and I were talking off the mic as we do. Because here's the thing, we last left off in book 12, which was volume two, Unspoken, where um, Bonnie and Xander get married, Um, uh, Elena meets Stefan's ghost, uh, he tells her to go fuck Damon, she immediately does, they're in Paris, and my Leah's like, sorry, Damon, you still killed a human, even though it was Jack, who was a vampire. And now Elena's in limbo. And also Meredith and Alaric are going to find a cure for her vampirism. And everything that could have happened, given those like tail ends, I was not prepared the direction this book went in. Oh, absolutely not. I wasn't expecting, we discussed this prior to reading the 13th book, that as we know, the 11th book, Stefan dies. The 12th book, she ends up with Damon and she's dying. And Laura and I kind of hypothesized, maybe this book is going to be she has to finally make a choice of the brothers, which is maybe she has to live in life with Damon or be yeah, in death in with Stefan. With Stefan, yeah. And I feel like that would have, that's like a really good guess, I feel like. I like also think it, it would kind of have wrapped up the whole series really well because she always hit on a life with light, um, with Stefan and one with darkness with Damon and darkness yeah. kind of translates to death in my head, like death with Damon, you yeah. know, life with Stefan. And in this one, roles would have been reversed. If they flipped it, yeah. So, but it, it I, wasn't that. It wasn't that. Yeah, book. yeah. And I think we both really anticipated that being like the path that it's like she would choose. Um, but listeners, let's just dive in, and we need to talk about where this book goes because again, I was not anticipating this at all. Um. So, obviously, as we know, um, Elena's in a coma. We open on this book with Bonnie and Xander in Colorado. Meredith calls Bonnie and is like, Meredith, you have to come home. Something's happened. And Damon's just at Elena's uh, comatose bedside. She's not in a hospital. She's just, you know, 
asleep to the world, sleeping in bed, little sleeping beauty. Yeah, she's got raggedy old breath. She's got some shallow breathing going on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Despite drinking from the fountain of youth, which Google says you live forever from. Yeah, like, and, like, that's a thing I talked about in the plot to the book, Tuck Everlasting. A big plot line is they drink from the fountain of youth and they can never die. Um, But, okay, rules aside, uh, Bonnie and Meredith show up and they're like, oh, she's asleep still. Mm -hmm. Um, And, like, they're just kind of all worried about Elena. Yes. Um, and Damon is really trying to bargain with uh, by Leah, kind of cursing the sky. He goes to visit yeah. Stefan's gravesite and his grief. And Yeah, okay, Prince of Darkness. We see you. We love the theatrics. I know. You know, because he's like, did I really kill a person? I mean, they were synthetic vampires. They weren't real, but they were vampires. Yeah. Um, but, you know, to no avail. It's just, it's just Elena... In her little yeah. coma with all of her friends around. Um, and they're all kind of like reminiscing on on high school, which should have been our first telltale yeah. sign that um, Elena might be going back in this book to high school. Really, I didn't, I wouldn't have even, I, I think that's a stretch to think. I would not take this as like a thing. Okay, but here's, here's my, here's my first issue. I have lots of like detailed issues in this book so obviously uh meredith is like alone at elena's bedside in her fields she finds their junior yearbook and she says this was before elena's parents died but we know elena's parents died when she was like 12 or 14 or like seven but now it's saying they died in her junior year that's crazy because i i always thought that they died in, when she was in high school, because when when um she has like a little run in with Mr. Tanner early on, he's like, hey, you know what? It was fine that you were skipping. Well, OK, maybe I'm getting this confused with the TV show because in the TV show, it is I think you got it confused with the TV show because in the books, they talk about how like, oh, Elena was really young when her parents died. They switched and then it's it later, up a couple times because didn't they, they say switched Margaret it up a couple was times. in the car too? Yeah. And then they said Margaret was in the car at some point. Um, but then, uh, yeah, so there's a lot of just discrepancies here, but that also probably happens because there's three different writers of this series. Um, but anyway, we don't have to spend... They can't know every detail. ...too much time. Um, so Bonnie, Bonnie comes in while, uh, Meredith Center feels, Xander's there too, and Bonnie's gonna witchy her way into trying to get in touch with Malia, um, and it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Um, I will say Matt showed up and immediately punched Damon in the face. Really loved that. Oh, yeah. Classic Matt. But um, Bonnie tries and fails and is like, shit, Damon. You know, I really think whatever the Guardians did to her, like, she's gone. She's gone for good. Yeah. Yeah. She even tries to, like, um, get in touch with, like, Elena in, like, the realm of death, like, that we got in touch with Elena when she first died. Um, and book like three or four, wherever that was. Um, but Bonnie, like pretty instantly is like, nope, couldn't reach her. Um, sounds like she's already gone. We should probably just say our goodbyes, which like feels like rushed because like, this is a group of people who refuse to give up on people. And now suddenly Bonnie's like, yep, yep. Sorry. She's gone. I know. Seriously. While they're all saying their little goodbyes, uh, Damon kind of goes out to sulk privately. Um, he's, he's on his real walk into the sun, pull yeah. off my ring type shit. Yeah. And he's like, shit, my B reel went off. I have to take a pic of this. <laughs> yeah, he takes a pic of him, like slowly pulling his ring off. And then another, the other side yeah. of him in tears. Oh my um, God. That's so funny. And meanwhile, Elena's point of view time, we start a new chapter off and she's kind of somewhere in the sunken place in this weird fog purgatory um, an open road opens before her. It's all sunlit to her old house. But she's yeah. like, no, no, no. I can't go down the open road. I've seen enough movies. If I go in towards the light, that's death. So she's yeah. trying to, like, recede back into the fog. Yeah. And Mylia appears like, okay, you caught us. We're trying to get you to walk into the light. Um, but you gotta know, girl, we stand by our verdict. Like, we, we had a deal with the whole you and Damon were, like, bonded forever. He technically killed a human. Um, and Elena's like, I'll do anything. And Malia's like, LOL, okay, I want proof that you and your vampire boys can just be 
normal. And then if you do that, I'll make everything normal again. Yeah, she's like, you know what? How about this? Stop Damon from killing Mr. Tanner, because that was apparently the moment that Damon, which is kind of um, self-centered of them to write, like, Damon's whole 500 years of existence started when he came into Elena's life. But apparently he started being evil when he killed Mr. Tanner, which I don't think is true. I don't believe. I don't believe that for a second. Yeah, so um, they make a little pact. She's going back to her old high school body, and she wakes up, and it is a day that we've had play out in so many different scenarios. You saw it in the first book. You saw it in the fourth book when she became a vampire. It's her first day of senior year again. Yeah. Yeah, isn't that nuts? We are literally back in book one. I did not anticipate that happening, that I would spend five months, 13 books, and then have to relive the first book again in a do-over. We're in Happy Death Day. Feels Yes, it feels a lot like the Lost series finale where they yeah. were just like, and it's just a dream the whole time. Yeah, this feels like, uh, this feels very adjacent to It's Just a Dream. Um, yes. Just you wait till the ending, listeners. Um but okay, she's in her diary. She's like, okay, I have to game plan because I can't go go after Stefan this time. I really just gotta focus on preventing Damon's first kill. Um, and she's like, and I'm gonna put it on my face. I'm gonna this role that I'm playing, it's gonna work, and it begins now. And she like shuts her diary and goes through, you know, the Aunt Judith and Margaret breakfast thing. She sees Damon as a crow and she's like oh, I'm going to pretend like I'm an aloof high schooler. Yeah, she's realizing she's going to have to pick Damon first to love because it's all about realizing Damon is worthy of himself. And you can't make someone have self-love any other way by, I don't know, like mending past beef or relationships. No, it's got to be all loving them. Um, Yeah, it all has to be about Elena too and how uh, they relate to her. Yes, and I will also say like, okay, when she first met Damon, Damon uh, forcibly entered her uh, window and drank yeah. from her, kind of without her consent. Like, Damon was on some fuck shit. So yeah. would you really want to toy with this person being like, you know what, but also the love of my life died, and if I see them in this dimension, I don't know if I'll have boundaries. I don't know if I'd want to take that chance of being like, yeah, I'll try to love this chaotic, evil yeah. person. Well- also, Elena seems to have forgotten how bad Damon really was and seems to kind of have to be like, oh, right, this isn't my Damon. Like, it wasn't that long ago that she went through all of this. So she's on some fuck shit. I'll go on record and say that. Yes, we will. This is uh, let the record show Elena is on some fuck shit. Um, yeah. And even worse. So she gets to school. Um, Bonnie is doing the palm reading again. And she reads her hand and she sees two loves, which, again, another sign where Elena could be like, oh, shit, maybe in this parallel universe, I go for Damon first, and then I can't help myself. I also have to go for Steven. Yeah. Like, and then wouldn't you be like, this is probably a sign that I really gotta just pick Damon. I don't think you could start with Damon and backtrack to Stefan. He has always yeah. felt second. There's no way to, like, do that yeah. concisely. No, that's so true. And also, here's the thing. In the first book, the palm reading said she was gonna meet, like, a mysterious dark stranger, and then it was, like, her lifeline that was like cut short. Mm-hmm. And so it was weird that the uh that the fortune changed. Yes. Because like I feel like Dark Stranger still could have been Damon, you know? Dark Stranger could have been Damon and this one two loves. I'm sorry, but I again, could not. We're getting we're getting into details. We're getting into details. Listeners, this is what we do. We get into the details. Yep. Well, <laughs> one of two loves, uh one half of the equation shows up. Beep beep in me mom's car to school beep, beep. <laughs> in his in his fancy porsche and it's Stefan. and elena's like Stephen. i can't look away like i can't i i haven't seen him he's been dead i can't look away yeah exactly um and meredith immediately is like elena you're being weird um and elena takes the moment to be like oh, i regret that meredith became a vampire um and she's like maybe i can save meredith too 
Um, and then she goes, oh, no, I have to break up with Matt again because they're still dating in this universe. Yeah, she's got a lot going on. So at lunch, yeah. um, she's realizing with only the foresight you can have as a 24-year-old in a 17-year-old's body that uh, popularity actually doesn't matter that much to her. So she goes outside for lunch. She doesn't need to be in the cafeteria. And she runs yeah. into Caroline. And she's trying to settle Caroline's anger by, like, extending an olive branch. She's like, hey, maybe in this universe, Caroline and like, I... Like, I can... can yeah, she's like, again, Elena's on some... I can, I can... I'm the healer among all of us. So she wants to fix things with Caroline, too. Um, and she's like, oh, Caroline, you should talk to, you know, Stefan. You should talk to these people. Let's talk to Damon. Whatever. Uh, and he's wondering, like, uh, Elena's wondering how she's going to meet Damon now because it's... She met Damon initially when she was planning the haunted house. And that was very much after she was like getting involved with Stefan. So she's like, how am I going to do that with S not in the picture with Stefan not in the picture? Sorry. I write down just their um, first initial when I take my notes and I was just reading off of them directly. People should know at this point. Exactly. They should. She's got to find a place to meet her Prince of Darkness in real time. Oh, and we're about to... I have to... to say something. Okay. I have to say something before we get there. Tea. Because she goes into Mr. Tanner's class before she goes on her hunt to meet Damon, right? And she says that Mr. Tanner was, like, young the way Alaric was young when he first started teaching. And Mr. Tanner, I don't think, was, like, a young teacher initially. I thought he was, like, an old guy, and that was, like, a thing. I... Oh God! Again, in the in the show, he was young, so I want to say confidently he's young, but I don't know. I, I really don't think he was. I think when I was first reading it, I got the vibe that he was like sixty five. Yeah. So exactly. So I don't know. Maybe they just reflected it to reflect the show more. But anyway, we digress. Maggie, take the mic. <laughs> so as you must when meeting a Prince of Darkness, you know we've gone on the Christian mingle of dating apps, and now we are on Prince of Darkness of dating apps. You go to the cemetery. What better place? You can't meet a bad boy in church. You meet him at the cemetery. So this is the Damon's right call because Damon does follow her there. Yeah, yeah. And she's at her parents' grave. Damon shows up. They start having a little conversation. But then, of course, Bonnie and Meredith, as they did in the first book, come to find Elena at her parents' grave. And Damon is immediately gone. Yeah, she's talking to Ma and Pa's grave, having a little hee-haw time with Meemaw. Um, and Damon shows up and he seems, I will say, he seemed much more standoffish and hostile, um, in this one. Like, I thought he was going to drink her blood. And when he disappears, when the pals, uh, show up, I was like, I don't know. Something seemed more malicious and off about him in this version, this universe. I could see that. Um, but a big theme with um, the retelling of Baroness and Bonnie is they just can't help but always call out that Elena's acting off or weird or different. Um, so once again, they're like, Elena, you're being weird. Um, yes. And then they do a, a blood oath again. In the first book, it was for um, them all agreeing they're going to do absolutely anything to make sure that Elena gets to hook up with Stefan. And this time they make a blood oath to be like best friends forever, essentially. I think that's good. You know, they're in a cemetery. Cute. Blood oath is probably really powerful. Um, and I, I like that more. Who cares? Don't yeah. center boys in your life. Well, the exactly. next day at school, they announce homecoming ca- candidates. Been there, done that in my real life. And <laughs> go <laughs> off, go off. <laughs> Thank you. And Elena's like, oh shit, um, I should probably figure out how to avoid Stefan that night since that's, you know, the night we first fell in love when I fled Tyler Lockwood. And they, I will say, vibe check, they explicitly said, like, Tyler Lockwood raping her, like, trying to rape her. Yeah, tried like, to rape her. Wow. Yeah. Call it, call a spade a spade. I call loved it. Call it what it was. It was very danced around. And Stefan had to come save her, as we know. So she asked to drop out of the homecoming race, avoid it altogether. But she's also got to go dump Matt after this. Yeah, Elena literally looked at her checklist this morning and said, I'm going to do it all before breakfast. Um, So she's off the homecoming court. She dumps Matt and she goes, but Matt, it's okay. You take a football scholarship and he takes it pretty well. He does. He does. She says something that I was like, this is like kind of sweet in the moment where she says like, I need you to stop loving me like that or something. And I was like, that's 
I, I don't know. That's I kind of liked it, to be honest. It seemed like a better breakup because she explicitly says she's not leaving him for Stefan and she wants what's best for yeah. him. And it's not like she's flirting yeah. with other guys right now. So that's, I mean, he doesn't have to exactly wonder. And But cue Bonnie and Meredith for once again addressing that Elena's acting really different. <laughs> Yeah, so she's at they Bonnie's. They do it so much. She's at Bonnie's, and this is the part that sends her over the edge, is seeing Bonnie's dog is alive and not dead, and she's like, oh god, what if I change things for the worse this time? Yeah, Elena suddenly realizes all of the power that comes with um, changing history, is that she's not dealing with, oh, she's just gonna save Damon. She's gonna change a lot of things, um, whether she wants to or not. And some things she can't change because when Bonnie's sister comes home, she says that the guy at Wicker Bridge was still attacked despite Elena yeah. talking to Damon instead. And Elena does probably what I would do is I would get very panicked and be like, I got to make things happen faster. Yeah. Because um, she goes hunting for Damon again because she's like, got to move fast, got to move fast. But guess what? Stefan shows up instead and she's, like, still very attracted to him. Yeah, she trips over this rock. Her knee starts bleeding. Um, and the wrong brother tends to her. He wraps her little leg up, and she thanks Stefan, and she touches his face. It's just, like, a really intense first meeting. Yeah. Hashtag Stelena returns. Um, that was the hashtag in your book, right? Yes, it was. I think I texted oh you that one because I was so you excited. You did, because you were so excited. Um, but... That night, Damon shows up at Elena's window, and he's not here to play games. He's immediately like, babe, come be my dark princess. Yes. Um, she He figures and- out pretty quickly that she has Vervain and also knows his name. And then same with Stefan. She said earlier, she wants to emphasize that she doesn't believe in monsters, which if people were saying very weirdly specific things to me, like being yeah. like, you don't understand. I am okay with borderline personality disorder. I'd be like, how the fuck do you know that about me? Yeah. I've never talked to you. Yeah. It's like, what part of Instagram did you scroll years and years down to? Yeah. They got to the part where it was like to write love on her arms or whatever. Oh the my like God. suicide awareness. And they're like, And they're I like, know. so Maggie, sometimes I write love on my arms. <laughs> Oh, what a what a time to be alive. Oh my gosh. Um and um, he he responds to her being like knowing all these things to her but being like, "Okay, well, uh if you trust me, why don't you just give me blood?" And she's like, "Not yet." Yeah, and this no, is no. where Elena's Elena realizes for the first time here that like this Damon is very much book one Damon and not book 12 Damon because she's so used to Damon bending over backwards to do anything for her that she simply forgot that there was ever a time that he didn't do that. Like, girl, duh. Yeah, there was definitely a time where he truly didn't care. He was just like mad you weren't his property. And then he got to know you and then he liked you. Yeah. Which is Um, men, I would say in a nutshell. Um, Yeah. You know, but uh, he's like, okay, so you know things like my name. And she, oh my God, does such a cringe monologue of being like, come into the light. Yeah, it's sad. Elena, you are not a writer. It is okay. No, but Um, he kisses her before he goes. He's like, no, bye. And kisses her. Yeah. Yeah, he drives her to school and gives her a little cheek kiss. Little cheek kiss. Hashtag TVD cheek kiss. I wish. I wish that was the only other hashtag in this book. But obviously Matt sees this um, and he's not the happiest about it, but he's not reacting as poorly as he did the first time around. Oh, he saw the cheek kiss? I thought that was in her room. Oh, we're still in a room. I, I I went forward to when he drops her off at school the next day. Oh, yes. He does pick her up for school the next morning. He brings flowers to her, yeah. too. Yeah. Very okay, sweet. Go off, Damon. Romantic. He okay. Also, I was kind of confused about this because okay, so he meets Aunt Judith, meets Margaret, offers to drive Elena to school, and he wants to skip school with her. And she's like, "No, I have to go to school." Which? Why? You need time to literally. Bond. Yeah, like you literally need to fix Damon's timeline. That is the goal here. And she goes, "No, no, no. I have to go to school." Like Elena, what? She keeps lamenting that she's like, I only have till Halloween. I don't know where in the timeline she is. I'll say, like, late September. 
Yeah. And she's like, I need till Halloween. Skip school then. Go bond yeah. with him. He literally asks you to. What if that would have saved him? The moment she plays hooky with him, he's like, I don't want to kill anybody ever. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh... We'll never know. We'll, we'll never, never know. Because she shows up to school, and like Laura said, Matt is upset because he kisses her on the cheek. And but, but not as upset as he was the first time around. Not as upset. Not as upset. A little less upset. And now Elena yeah. also has another dilemma, because she's trying to figure out how to get Vicky away from the cemetery tonight. Tonight is the night of homecoming night. Yeah. So Catherine doesn't torment Vicky. Yeah, but don't worry. Stefan, unlike the first go-round, he's approaching Elena directly, and he basically corners her and says, hey, that guy you drove to school with, he's dangerous. You need to stay away from him. That girl he said you look like, he killed her. Like, he's bad. He's bad news. And she's like, ah ha 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 Please, please leave me alone. It's so, he when he very boldly is like, he and I, me and my brother, we killed a girl. You have to stay away from us. I would, like, imagine not being the person who tra- traveled back in time and this is the second conversation you've had with this guy. Yeah. We killed a person and you just react calmly like, yeah, but it's not, I. it's fine. He's not dangerous yeah. to me. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but then, uh, Elena and the girls, they go dress shopping and Elena says she's going alone to homecoming now since she broke up with Matt and Bonnie and Meredith are absolutely stunned that a bear Elena would ever say such a thing. They are stunned. They're like, Elena, you know, is something wrong with your brain? You need the attention of men at all times. Yeah. And she, Elena's like. No, no, no. I get that. But I'm going to wear a, a, a different dress that Damon will like. And I also want Vicky to come with us now. Yes. So Vicky is going with them. And for Meredith and Bonnie, to their sake, um, they are also going without dates. Yeah. Right and I do us. need uh, 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 the passage at the end of um, them leaving the store. This is how this chapter ends. Leaving the store, she held her head high, feeling like a warrior, like a hero. Elena wasn't just going to save Damon and herself. She would save everyone because Elena has a fucking God complex. That was page 117 for those wanting the bibliography. Um, but um, like Elena like still can't get it through her thick skull that she is not that important. She does, she is not a god. Like, what? She's been through all of this and she's still like, I can, I can, I'm the cure. I'm the only person who can fix people. Like, are you kidding me? I know. She does not focus on inner turmoil whatsoever. Yeah. Um, It's it's very, it's very stressful. But, you know, on the flip side of her having a hero complex, she also is just like, fuck these two people. She brings... Damon to the homecoming football game and she's like Damon I have a little bit of a bloodthirsty request for you um I need you to get Dick and Tyler to fight so they get kicked off the football team and suspended so they're not at homecoming yeah and boy does Damon oblige he obliges they get into a fucking brawl and like I think it's Tyler bites Dick's neck and like rips into it. It's gruesome, y'all. It is gruesome. Yeah, the the in um reciprocation of him doing this for her, she's like, "I'll give you whatever you want." So we know that he's probably gonna get some blood drinking, nookie. some nookie, and some some good old fashioned consensual vein tapping. So they go back to yeah. Elena's house. And Damon's, like, trying to figure out, he's like, why didn't you want those two guys to fight? Did you want them to fight over you? But she's not really forthcoming, because Elena doesn't like telling people in this timeline what's going on. Anything, And they don't have questions about it. They don't... No, I feel like everybody's a little too trusting of Elena, um, which I get made the plot move forward faster, but it did seem a little weird. Yeah, I agree. Um, But there's there's our little consensual vein tapping here. Um, hashtag loving Delena. 
Um, oh, yeah, that was the hashtag. I forgot about and, okay, that. Okay, I will say at the end of this chapter, Maggie, I started thinking, like, well, what if Stefan's the one that kills Mr. Tanner now? Like, what if that ended up being the flip and, like, she learns that, like, she can't save everybody? That's not what happened, but I was like, that could be a cool twist. That would have been crazy, but I don't think Stefan is the one that would go crazy seeing the girl he likes over, which, again, is but why... he's jealous, that is, he is jealous. He, well, he is saying, he's like, you got to stay away from both of us, which again, begs the question, why would the Salvatore brothers come to the school and then just be like, don't play with us? Yeah. I'm, I, if that, if it was a toy in front of me that I wanted to play with and they were like, just look, no touch. I'd be like, mm, I don't But I want to touch it. But I, I want to touch, touch it. it. And that's the problem. Yes. Um, but now, okay, so... Bonnie uh, also warns Elena to be careful around these boys that she doesn't know uh, while the girls are getting ready. Um, okay, and then we have this weird passage with her uh, her step-uncle, Robert. Like, when they're taking the pictures, he goes, Elena, that comes from the name Helen. And that means you're beautiful and doomed. Interesting. It's the weirdest conversation exchange. It is kind of weird. It seems like they were having a mildly okay time up until this point. Vicky was there getting ready for homecoming with them. Like, honestly, I'm just happy uh, to be invited. Um, I wouldn't have gone now that Dick isn't in school. And, you know, the Helen of Troy comment, it really gets under Bonnie's skin. She's really stressed now about Elena's prophecy. I don't know. It's weird. And we never talk about this little prophecy exchange ever again. Um, and this is the only moment where it pops up. Yes. Um, but, okay, we're going to homecoming. Elena's like, I know what happens. I know Caroline's going to show up with Stefan. Plot twist, y'all. Caroline shows up with Matt. Yes, she's there with Matt. And this comes as a huge shock to Elena. And she's trying to, like, grapple this. As Caroline goes up to be crowned winner of Homecoming Queen and passes Elena, um, being like, doesn't it just kill you that I have everything you want? Which is kind of wild. Yeah. You yeah, know and what? You might actually what? be right about the TV show trying to mirror the books because Caroline and Matt date in the first season. I I could see it. Yeah. I could see it. Um, and also in the first episode, I think Elena does fall and, like, cut herself in the cemetery, so that kind of yes. loops back. Yes, it's the rock scene. She does. Yep. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, but Elena literally tells Matt, like, really, Caroline? Um, Matt's like, yeah, sorry she asked me. Um, but then Stefan, hero that he is, he checks in on Elena because he overheard Caroline be like, how does it feel that I have everything that you could possibly want? Um... And he's like, uh, and Elena's like, oh, I'm fine. I really don't care. And he's like, oh, cool. Do you want to dance? And y'all, they end up kissing on the dance floor. And for some reason, Damon's at homecoming, but he's not a student at the high school. So why is he there? I don't know. But Damon fucking sees. And it's bad news bears because he's like, you know what? I'm going to kill you. Stefan. Zero to a thousand. Zero to a million. He sees this and he turns to Stefan and goes, I will make you suffer. And Stefan follows him being like, you know what? Hey, Elena, please protect yourself. And Elena's like, please, no, don't leave. And they both, they both leave, which once again, you got to be really fucking careful dealing with Damon because it's not like you went Damon to Stefan in the original timeline. You went with the person who always felt second best. So if you make them feel valued first and then you backslide, that's going to be, I would be fucking petty as fuck. Like, I'm sorry. I would feel like shit. Yeah. No, and Stefan, like, immediately is to Elena, like, oh, you have to hide because Damon's mad now. And Elena's like, no, no, no. Um, I'm just gonna, like, try to get some help from my friends who don't know what's going on at all. Um, and she, like, tries to, like, tell, like, Bonnie, Meredith, Matt, something bad has happened. And they're like, oh, Everything's going to be fine tomorrow. You just kissed somebody. And Elena's like, no, no, no. It's a, uh, uh, you guys have to trust me. We have to go find Damon and we have to go look for him. Also take all of this for vein that's in my pocket. Also, Matt, can you officially dump Caroline? Because it'll make me feel better. I know. Um, I, at this point, I was like, why involve Matt? You guys haven't even gotten over the breakup yet. I know you guys become yeah. friends later on, but you're not yet. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Caroline does slap Matt when he dumps her. And then they go hunting through the school for Damon. 
Um, but y'all, things go from from sketchy to very bad when the fire alarm goes off mm-hmm. and they find a huge fire um set afoot, set ablaze in the school. And Elena's immediately like, shit, I probably failed. Uh, because you know, my first homecoming go around was bad. I think I just made things a lot worse. Oh yeah. Damon set the whole fucking school on fire. I would yeah. say that's pretty bad. And it's a crazy fire. It's a crazy bad fire. Um, they have to evacuate. The firefighters show up, but Elena's like, oh, shit, no one can find Stefan, so I gotta go back into the fiery building she, to look for she him. She goes through the fire, which is weird that no one stopped her. I don't know. I think they the, the firefighters try to stop her, and then they turn her back, and she's just like, Bye. Bye, folks. That's so funny. Um, so she's like, you know what? Stefan is probably upstairs being tortured. I don't really know how she gets to this conclusion, conclusion, but she does. Yeah. So she runs to the bell tower part of the school, which is a thing. Of course. We all knew that. Yeah. And she finds Stefan tied up, gagging on Vervain. Like, the Vervain is shoved into his mouth. Um, guy. Which I thought was kind of sadistic. That was where yeah. I think I texted you. I mean, you. Damon was a wicked guy. Damon was on some fuck shit in this book. And she pulls out all of her vein from his mouth. And he's like, okay, I feel a little stronger now. Jump into my arms and we will get away from the building. And that's what they yeah. do. <laughs> and then immediately he's like, well, now that I'm out of this building, I should probably leave Fell's church. And that's when Elena finally, like, ends up realizing, like, that this isn't about her. Yeah. Back at yeah. Mrs. Flowers, um, he is like, I can leave and then Damon will just follow me and that'll be fine. Yeah. And Elena's like, no. And they kiss. And she's like, maybe it is destiny that we end up together. Yeah. And uh, Elena realizes, like, oh, I can't. I, it's not about me making Damon fall in love with me first. It's about me making these brothers get over the beef they have with each other. Um, and starting so like, a bourbon company, which the yeah, actors did. Exactly. Can you imagine that's the answer? That'd be hilarious. Um, so she has her little diary and she's like, I'm not giving up yet. Mm-hmm. So she's she's going in for round two, essentially. Yep. So at school the next day, which they have, they have school regardless yeah. of the entire school burning down. Don't worry, they took a page out of the clickbooks and set up trailers for them to have class in. Oh, yeah. You know, what's wild is that some schools that had overflow actually had that. Like, I know Anna School really? in Georgia had that, which is kind of crazy. Um, bad news, Meredith says some people are thinking that Stefan started the fire because he was covered in soot at Mrs. Flowers. Um, and Elena's like oh, shit, it's happening again. You know, there were the rumors about Tyler Smallwood. Lockwood? I never remember the name. Tyler yeah. Small Lockwood. Smallwood. Um, and Stefan attacking him and Mr. Tanner and whatnot. But he shows up to school the next day um, at history class. And Elena's like, please, Stefan, corners him after class. Like, you're the only one who can fix things with Damon, and he's like, I don't yeah. think I can, but okay. But I think I might know yeah. where he is. He literally said, you're pretty, I'll try. Um, yeah. So they go to the graveyard to look for Damon. Mm-hmm. And long story short, this leads them inside a tomb that Damon shuts them inside because he's a vindictive little something, if you know what I mean. Yeah, they go to the mausoleum part of the graveyard, and Damon fucking shuts them in a mausoleum. I would be so Worst scared. nightmare. Worst nightmare. I would get, I get so claustrophobic, I would be terrified. I would be so scared. Elena, very level-headed, though. She's like, Stefan, um, you're gonna hate this, but you gotta drink from me to be strong. We know this. Yeah. And, and they do a blood exchange, and he gets them out of the tomb. Um, and they're like, oh, well, that could have been bad. Thank God we figured it out. Um, so Elena goes home and then Margaret goes, oh, your friend stopped by and he gave me a lollipop. And that's when Elena realizes that Damon's been by her house. And she's like, oh, no, Damon's got his eyes on my family and he's a bad guy and I do not want that. Yes. So what she does when she gets back home and sees that Margaret has a sucker that Damon gave her, she 
breaks a window and like hides a few things to make it look like someone broke in and is like everyone has to say stay somewhere else tonight like we can't stay here and all go to Meredith's yeah so at um, Meredith's um Bonnie's also sleeping over they're having a a three three-way sleepover three-way threesome I mean, uh, I loved this that Bonnie was like Elena who's the better kisser Damon or Stefan yes and Elena kind of slyly is like mm, both in their own ways yeah slut no I'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> please we um, don't have enough slut shaming of Elena and here's the plot development Meredith comes back wearing a red scarf and Elena flips out um because she's like oh no did he drink blood from Meredith but like Meredith's like no I was just cold I put on a scarf like there's not nothing big and Elena's like guys what did you do with the vervain I gave you at homecoming and they're like the weeds you gave us at homecoming yeah Elena we threw those out because they were weeds um yeah so Elena's very worried (laughs) Elena is very worried they don't have the vervain on them Elena's being very weird but they go to bed and things are fine at their girl-on-girl sleepover Next morning, however, Uh Elena wakes up and, fuck, Meredith has bite marks where Damon influenced her in the middle of the night. Okay, in question now, are are we supposed to understand now that no matter what, anytime somebody gives blood, they have a bite mark on their neck? So was Elena just traipsing around with a bite mark, like, permanently stuck on her neck from all the blood she was giving out? I guess so, and I guess no one questioned that reality. Yeah, yeah. Interesting, interesting point. But okay, maybe you ask her coworkers, and they're like, I don't know. She just really likes putting it on with makeup. I don't know. Just don't ask her. She'll get really mad about it. Jesus. Um. But um. Elena, where was I? Um, Elena is not with Stefan because uh she wants to stop Damon. Um, and she's like, I think Stefan can help me. They go to the boarding house and then they see that the boarding house is like topsy turvied, especially Stefan's room. It is a mess. And then we find out that Damon, he stole all of Stefan's like lifetime treasures, like all of like the things like his dad gave him and like things from other centuries that he lived through. So it's like, it's really sad. I'd be so sad. Yeah, it is. And adding salt to the wound, they go down to talk to Mrs. Flowers about this and they find that she has been compelled to deliver a message that Stefan took something of Damon's, i.e. Elena property. Yeah. Everyone's property. So now Damon's going to take everything of Stefan's. Yeah. Oops. Oops. Um, Back at school, lunchroom edition, uh, Caroline approaches Elena. She's also wearing a scarf. Um, and Elena starts panicking. And then Matt approaches her and he has a scar on his neck. And they're both, like, they both say the phrase that everything's wonderful. Um, so Elena's like, uh-oh, something's going on. And oh, yeah. I've, she's gotta, I've truly made things worse. She's got to talk to Damon ASAP. Yeah. Um, it, it has to happen immediately after school, which is kind of a bummer because her, Meredith, and Bonnie have to plan this haunted house thing. Um, but instead of the school gym, since the school burned down, as we know in this universe, it's in a warehouse. Yeah. That's the difference. Yeah. And Bonnie still wants so many druids in it, just like she did the first time. So do not worry, listeners. Those are still going to be there. Hashtag TVD13 horny for druids. <laughs> Get, put that on a t-shirt. I'd buy it. It could, hey, in a in an alternate universe, you know that they let us write the hashtags. That's so true. Uh, Bonnie admits to Elena that um, she actually did run into Damon at the grocery store. And it yeah. seems like he tried to compel her. And this makes Elena furious. So she's like, you know what? I can handle him alone in my timeline. I can probably handle him alone in this one. So she heads to the graveyard alone to try to find Damon. Yeah. And he shows up and he basically admits his evil plan, which is making all of her pals into vampires out of spite. On Halloween, because spooky. Um, so yeah, he uh Alina's like, uh-oh, oh no. Um, and Alina uh just decides to just disregard any concern anybody might have. She passes notes with Bonnie in Mr. Tanner's class, and is like, Bonnie, uh, I'm just gonna tell you, you're a witch. You're a witch and you know how to do things, and I need your help. 
Yes, she tells Bonnie everything. Hey, what's up? I've traveled seven years in the past, in the future, to the past, um, and we need to go to Mrs. Flowers to go get some witch stuff for yeah. you. Because they need it to help protect themselves. And, you yeah. know, Bonnie's a powerful witch. She's like, maybe I can tap into my powerful friend here. Yeah, so uh, Mrs. Flowers gives them the stuff, no question asked. Uh, Mrs. Flowers uh, also knows that Elena is not from the correct timeline just because she's Mrs. Flowers. Um, they go to Honoria Fell's tomb because, as we know from the uh, fourth book, Catherine's there. Yes. Or maybe from the third book, Catherine's there. Um, so basically, Elena's new plan is to plead to Catherine to, like, talk to the brothers to fix it. Because Elena tried talking to them. It didn't work. So maybe Catherine telling them that she's alive will work. Catherine, child of divorce, needs to mediate with the parents now. With the brother dads. The brother Um, dads. So... Bonnie opens the tomb using blood magic because Bonnie's powerful as heck. Elena climbs down and she's calling for Catherine. She's like, oh, where are you, my sister? Yeah. (laughs) She, I mean, I guess she trusts her more with info from the future than Stefan and David because when Catherine shows up, she does say, I'm your sister. Yeah. Yeah. No, Elena tells Catherine that they're sisters and Catherine's like, what? Yeah, it's weird. It just, it very much just like speeds through this conversation. Um, and Elena basically begs Catherine to like help her, um, help her, uh, get the brothers back in good graces. But Catherine's still wicked and evil in this timeline. And she initially says no, but then we don't know what inside her changes, but she eventually does say neck. Uh, yes. After scaring Elena to leave her tomb. Yes. She's like, fine, I'll help you. But just know it's not going to end well when you love both of those brothers, which, you yeah. know, I don't know how we loving, already know. I don't know how loving two siblings could ever go well. Unless yeah. you're in Mississippi. I do. I know how it can work out perfectly. Laura's done a trial run with um, her current Plenty. partner and whoever his sibling is of choice. <laughs> and it's <laughs> going great. <laughs> no, I would never. That would be um, wild. God. Um, okay, but now we're in Halloween town. Um, it's Halloween night. Mm-hmm. Stefan is very appropriately dressed as a vampire. Um, yes. Um, and, and the whole plan is Catherine's going to show up. Yeah, but also Elena finally realizes, like, she was putting so much effort on making Damon fall in love with her. And now she's putting effort on, like, making these brothers forgive each other. That she could have just, like, really worked hard to make Mr. Tanner not be at the haunted house. And, like, don't you think you would think of that sooner? Why wouldn't you? Yeah, why wouldn't you? Because maybe yeah. he could kill anyone and it would be fine. Maybe it just couldn't be Mr. Tanner. I mean, that's the thing. Guardians didn't say, make sure he doesn't kill anyone. They said, make sure he doesn't kill Mr. Tanner. That, exactly. That's true. So, um, you know, Stefan and Damon, Damon eventually shows up. And when they find him, Catherine is like, they they start their first plea bargain of the night. First step of denial is bargaining. Um, yeah. Catherine is like, I wanted my death to bring us together. I'm sorry. And Stefan's like, no, I'm sorry for attacking you first, Damon. And it's a very um, uh, lifestyle movie moment. Um, but Damon's like, I don't know what you thought this was going to do, Elena, but it doesn't change my plans. I'm still definitely going to turn all of your friends into vampires. Yeah, it does not work the way Elena thought it would. Um, but Stefan's like, oh, thank God she's alive. Yeah. Um, um, Stefan lets Catherine know to kind of defuse the bomb. That is Catherine like, hey, Catherine, you know, I wanted what you wanted for us as well as you. And then she leaves. Catherine's gone. Yeah. Bye-bye. Yeah, bye, Catherine. Um, but she's also, Catherine's really upset that she's not the hero that Elena promised her she would be. Mm-hmm. That is something to uh, keep in mind. Um, Elena also does run into Tyler as like, cause Damon's run off and she's gone to look for him. She runs into Tyler. Tyler makes a pass at her, but then he gets distracted by making passes at other people. But now, uh, Elena's running through the haunted house because she has to make sure Mr. Tanner is alive. She finally gets to the Druid room and he is still alive. So we're all happy about that. Yes. Um, so, so Stefan and her, they keep on looking, uh, they find Bonnie, but then they realize Matt and Caroline are, uh, MIA. Yep. Luckily, uh, Stefan did influence Meredith to stay with the group, 
but they can't find Caroline and Matt. So they make their way to the funhouse where Vicky is guarding the door, um, saying that they can't come in because it's obvious Damon's compelled her to not let them in. Yeah, and they sneak in through a different entrance, conveniently. I know. Um, Right, like, thank God. Um, They find Damon feeding on Caroline, Mm -hmm. and then he holds a dagger up to her, and he's like, guys, I'm still the winner here. Um, And then Elena and Stefan do a lot of, like, remember the good times? Remember the good times we all had? Yeah, Elena's like, wait, I present to you memories between you and your brother um, that remind you of your youth. And eventually, this one, instead of having, like, the, like, conflict resolution between Catherine and Stefan, this one is the one that melts Damon's heart. Yeah, yeah, it turns out Damon's inner child needed to be healed. Um, by remembering him, reminding him that he was a child at some point. Oh, man, I bet he would go crazy on Pinterest. His inner oh, child will thrive on Pinterest. Yeah. Um, and he's like, okay, I won't change your friends yet. So Elena saved the day. No one was changed. No one is killed. But now she's got to go back to the future that she's created in this timeline. Yeah, yeah. And she also realizes, like, tomorrow morning, like, when she wakes up, her future is probably going to be real, real different. Um, Stefan and Damon also tell her that they're going to go to Italy. Um, yep. And uh, Elena's actually really excited by this because she thinks Stefan might live then. Yes. During her goodbyes the next morning, you know, um, everyone's, well, no one's sad. No one realizes she's going to be a different person. Bonnie's sad because she knows that Elena tells her that she's going to see her in seven years. Um, and... Damon tries to get her to go to Florence with them. Okay, so Elena says bye to Stefan, but doesn't kiss him because she's like, he's not mine here. And Stefan says him and Damon agree to go to Florence together. But Elena's not going to go. Elena's not going to go. She's got to go. Damon Damon specifically comes and invites her. Stefan doesn't. Stefan doesn't. We should know. Um, And when she goes back to Aunt Judas, she's getting ready to sleep. And she goes forward in time. um, And, uh, you know, she's, she's going forward in time. Yeah, she wakes up in her her new timeline. She's in a completely different apartment uh, that she doesn't recognize. She looks at herself in the mirror and recognizes that she has been aging. So we have no more Fountain of Youth hours. Um, And she looks out her window. Y'all, she lives in Paris. She majored in art history. And there's a knock at her door. And she's like, it has to be Stefan or Damon or Bonnie or Meredith. And it's just a, a different friend that she has uh, a, f- a friend that she's made in france yeah it's it's she meets a friend called veronica veronica Veroni- i think it's veronica veronique um she goes to lunch with veronique and manon and lena um you know she went to university of virginia here and then went to university of paris she has yeah. a posh ass life yeah she really does when she gets back from brunch um she sees that damon's music box that he gave her is in her apartment and she's really excited because she's like maybe he's still here but there's a note with it from the guardians being like you completed your mission here's just a simple gift from your old life which is like really sad it is kind of sad even her friends her friends seemed kind of sad asking about her love life at lunch which is obsolete here i was kind of bummed about elena's life to be honest yeah yeah but she does get invited to bonnie and xander's wedding so uh, elena is at least happy that it's like some things play out no matter what timeline you're in like bonnie and xander winding up together um, so when she goes to that, we also run into Meredith, who is not a vampire anymore, Mm-mm. nor does anything super mat- natural. So it sounds like even like the Hunter uh, family line didn't really go into her. We don't know anything about her twin brother. That was never said. We don't know anything about her twin brother, but she went to Harvard Law here. And um, Matt's also at this wedding and he went and won a fucking Super Bowl and has a blonde chick on his arm. So he's doing pretty good. Yeah, her name's Jeanette, which like, I feel bad because it's like, 
I feel like in I would like love love to have him to still end up with like Chloe. I yeah. started liking Jasmine at the end of last book, but no, fuck all these bitches. We're now Jeanette Ryder die. <laughs> yeah, Matt is a chameleon and that he can be with anyone. Um and lucky for him, so Matt found his own little soulmate. Bonnie's marrying hers. And who shows up to this wedding for Meredith but fucking Alaric? Yeah, yeah. Apparently the High Wolf Council needed Alaric at some point and they called upon him in this timeline. So like he got invited to the wedding, uh, but he doesn't know any of the vampire gang. So um, him and uh, Meredith dance. So we get the kind of hint that they're going to wind up together still. Yeah, this is their first meeting and everyone but Elena is happy at this wedding and she starts crying about it. So Matt's like, hey, do you want to dance? So they go and they dance. She's just sobbing on his shoulder. Yeah. Um, And now we have another diary entry here where it's like a part of her is really tempted to move back to Fell's church to be closer to everybody. But she's also like, I need to like, I owe it to myself to try this new life that I have made, uh, regardless of the fact that like, I don't remember making it for myself. Yeah. Um, She's like, if I go back to Virginia, I'm just giving up. I gotta stay in Paris. Yeah. So she flies back and she goes to the baggage claim. She gets her bag. And someone's waiting for her. She gets off the plane and she sees um, some mysterious him, some mysterious tall man, and is telling herself that this is who I was supposed to be with this whole time. And it's Damon. Yeah, Damon's waiting for her at the airport. Yeah. Um, That's insane. Very interesting. And we don't know what happens to Stefan. That's where the book ends, y'all. That is where this series ends. That is Isn't that insane? It says that's her destiny. Her destiny, I guess, is Damon, you know? Yeah. And, like, honestly, I, I agree with that. Uh, her and Stefan never had anything to talk about. I think they were just, like, really attracted to each other. But her and Damon, like, had more substance. I think that Stefan was the safe option. Yeah. Yes. That's so true. Um, um, so I guess yeah. she, she ends up with Damon. That's how the Vampire Diaries ends. Yeah. And don't you worry, everybody. We're going to be breaking down all of our thoughts on the series as a whole, our favorite moments, or at least favorite moments when we do our wrap up episode next week. But for now, we're going to do our top five and then we're going to do our canceled character. Our top five this week is the top five things we think could have happened to Stefan in the end, because we kind of get glimpses into Matt, Bonnie, Meredith, uh, Damon even. We don't hear anything from Stefan. Uh, so this is Maggie and I hypothesizing what could have happened. Uh, with number five, we think he might have dated Matt at some point. That could have been fun. I would have read the shit out of that. Hey, why does Stefan join the football team in both this timeline and the other one? Yeah, well, because the last timeline he joined it to get away from Elena. So what did he do this time? Maybe to get closer to Matt? <laughs> what? 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 Uh, number four, this would have been a pretty fun plot twist. Uh, Stefan becomes a villain because he drank human blood. Yeah. I want to see Stefan be the villain. Damon, where's that? Where's that Ooh, good boy, where's bad boy? Damon universe? trying to stop his brother villain? I'd like that. Um, number three, we think, what if Stefan found the cure for being a vampire? Because that was something he always longed for. Um, and maybe he just got to, like, live out the rest of his life as a, as a normal human. That'd be kind of sweet. I think that'd be yeah. nice. Yeah. Number two, we have a brutal ending to Stefan's life. Stefan still dies. Damn, that sucks. That sucks. I mean, yeah. he doesn't and, really do much anyways when he's alive, so whatever. Um, and number one... Uh, Maggie and I were both really excited by this. Uh, we think he might have ended up with Catherine. You know, I always thought that it was going to be Stefan, Elena, Damon, Catherine. And maybe but like, this also, one. Like, I mean, here's the thing. Stefan really backed the fuck off when he found out Catherine was still alive. That yeah. was enough for him to be like, great, I don't need to be here. I can move on with my life. He didn't really have anything invested in Elena yet, so yeah, maybe. Exactly. Um, which brings us to our final segment um, of the 13th book. What's our cancel character of the week? Should it be of the series or should it be of the book? No, we're going to do series next week. Okay, that's fun. Hmm. Well, canceled character of this book, 
I'm going to have to say, I, I kind of felt like Damon was unhinged. That's fair. I was going to say Elena because despite the fact that she's been given so many chances, still made it all about herself. Um, but I will concede to Damon because Damon was was a villain in this book. He was like a chaotic. He was mean. He was a bully. He was a villain. He was he was he was really unhinged. I mean, really no empathy. Definitely the stuffing Vervain in Stefan's mouth, I thought was kind that of was, crazy. That was gruesome. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. So I guess that's our canceled character that's for it. this week. Um, and we still don't know who's the most unmasked. We still don't know who is the most oh, who is your most unmasked again. <sighs> I don't know. It's really hard because it doesn't really fit the book. I feel like we didn't really like realize truths of anything because like that's what unmasking is. That is I feel true. like if the book was called Remaxed, Masked, Remasked, yeah. I would I would make more sense because everybody kind of gets remixed and like shuffled up again. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Do you have an opinion on that? I don't know. I think I, I guess I'll, I'll probably still stand by Damon is both my canceled yeah. character and most unmasked um, for having a lot of character development that yeah. took place over 12 books in one book. And then also just being absolutely chaotic evil. Yeah, I support that. Um, but Maggie, we did it. We read the entire Vampire Diaries. We read the entire Vampire Diaries. And next week we're going to do our sum up um, thoughts on it, drinking the Brothers Bond, which is the Paul Wesley Ian Somerhalder whiskey from can't our favorite get, brothers. Can't wait to get drunk on a Tuesday with you, Meg. Um, what's better than this? What's better than this, listeners? Also next week, get excited because we're going to announce what our sixth season is going to be. Which I think we both know. I think we both know. I think we both know, but we're going to talk about that more next week. Yep. Um, But you gotta be keeping up with us in the meantime, because after this season, we get a little small break. Mickey and I, we gotta reset. Gotta get excited. Gotta get hyped for the next season. Gonna do a reset. Follow us at Maggie and Laura on Instagram. That's where you can find all the things about the podcast, about just other things we're doing. Mm -hmm. We have yeah. a show on Saturday at the Bug House Theater at 9.30 p.m. Yep. August, August 20th, 20th, if you're in Chicago. Um, we also, um, have a YouTube channel, Maggie and Laura. You can watch our web series there. You can watch comedy sets, all of that. We are part of the Audiment Podcast Network. So if you're looking for other fun podcasts, check them out. We're also on Twitter and TikTok at Reddit. Is that everything in the sign-off? I think we've done everything in the sign-off. So I guess we will see you next week. Yeah, we'll see you all next week. Bye. Bye. You were just listening to an Audiment podcast.